This is SG Fun, a Stargate podcast. Hey, folks. Welcome. Hello and welcome. Season finale. Beep. Whoa, I don't know what just happened to me. I was going to say. Yeah, I, I, can't, gonna, I can't even reach that note. I don't even know. I was going to say like three words at once. And so it just came out really, really weird. Um, I didn't take my uh, riddle in today. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you get a collision. My name's Sarah. And I am pretty sure I've seen this entire show. Don't remember a thing. And now I'm watching it here with. Uh, and I'm Tori. And uh, I, I know I never saw any of the show, but I love the movie. And during the pandemic, decided to binge comfort watch uh, SG-1. Sarah joined me. And now here we are making a podcast about it. Oh, right. And this is uh, my last opportunity to say, I've never seen the movie. Yes, the last one, because we are Sorry. at season one finale. And after that, I watch, we watch the movie. We're going to have some take five bars, which I've never had before. No, no, Fifth Avenue, Fifth Avenue. Fuck, Fifth, Ave- bleh, Fifth Avenue bars. Got it, got it. That's right. Yeah, I'm not in charge of when, when you see how prevalent Fifth Avenue is in the movie, how much advertising mm-hmm. money they mm-hmm. spent, you will you'll you'll understand. Right. Okay. It's actually pretty crazy, and it worked on me. <laughs> like I started eating Fifth Avenue bars. Oh my god! That's them. probably that's <laughs> probably why I've never had one because they put all of their advertising money into one movie that I never Star- saw. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so everything's about to change. That's for me. true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So today, oh, this is oh. exciting. Episode 21. Uh, so you were about to say the title of this episode, which I'm pretty sure it's called No Jack, Who's Your Best Best Friend? <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's technically called Within the Serpent's Grasp. Although uh, my alternate is uh, Alexis Cruz gets one last paycheck. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. Both of ours are ouch. (laughs) Super ouch. Uh, This is directed by David Worry Smith, who uh, directed uh, Therefore But the Grace of God. And and that's it so far anyway. Which one was that? That's the one where Daniel goes into the alternate reality. Oh, well, a lot of yeah, a lot of stuff happens uh, in this episode, and uh, oh, 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 you know what that you know what that sound means? Oh Sarah. my god, I yeah, forgot, yeah. I forgot all about this for we're, real. We're on the Goa'uld uh, attack ship, and uh, we've just planted some C four, and it's about to go down. But unless you can summarize this entire episode in twenty four seconds i'm completely unprepared like uh, a real emergency <laughs> <laughs> good then i'm not gonna need any time go 
Okay, so they sneak through the gate even though they're not supposed to because the program is getting shut down and they go through the gate, the team, and then they are not on a planet. It turns out they're on a gold ship and it turns out that ship is in hyperdrive all the way to Earth where it's going to do the attack that Daniel saw in the alternate universe. Can they stop it? We don't know, but we do find out who Jack's best best friend is. Nice. Just in the nick of time. All right, we're saved. We're saved for season two, <laughs> like this show was. But yeah, so uh, well, I I love the beginning of this, yeah, this episode because it it starts. You, we've just gone uh, off the politics episode where they decided to shut down the program, Stargate program, and this episode starts literally with uh, General Hammond shredding documents. Can we talk about that? It's a nice paper oh, shredder. Oh, I got a lot to say about this shredder. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. It dices everything into little perfect squares and you get to watch it through a window. Yeah, yeah clear and, container. Yeah. And also he's shredding documents. What? I mean, what? Yeah, Indust I mean, what? industrial that design. That thing, that thing can take a... That thing could survive a blast from the 24-second... Timer. I mean, like he's shredding documents like it's the fucking eighties. Well, the internet is yet to really take off, you know. Yeah, I feel like he should be shredding floppy disks <laughs> or I, like just I, running a magnet over them. I omega zip drives. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, don't they want to keep that data in like an art, a secret archive? I mean, it's the metaphor, really. The meta, the you know, just the just the symbolic okay. language, the symbolic uh, scene. It's 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 great. I just am wondering what they're gonna do next season when it turns out <laughs> the the show that the Stargate program can, goes on. I'm just wondering um, what they're gonna do with all that information. They're gonna have glasses like taping it up in the background. Oh, that's gonna be <laughs> the first episode where I don't want to be Sergeant Glasses. I found out in this episode that he's a sergeant. Oh, me too. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. We we learn. Yeah. A, I learned a lot of identities uh, through this episode. It's great. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get to that. So Hammond's doing that. O'Neill comes in. Oh, and what? Well, and then Hammond confirms that he will be retiring, as you said, Sarah. Ah, uh, last episode. Yeah. That that it would probably that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. And you're you were right. He makes it sound like he's it's his option though. <laughs> <laughs> how that goes but well, okay <laughs> well he did say that he was like within a month of retiring before he became in charge of the stargate program true that's true i mean that's kind of a, that's kind of an interesting decision to make well i mean it makes sense right you're like i'm gonna retire and they're like but the most exciting thing ever is gonna happen never mind but i am gonna sorry i am gonna act like i have retired and like i'm sort of an easygoing fifth grade school teacher <laughs> instead of a fucking general because general. Yeah, yeah. I've half checked out. I mean, I had already, you know, planned on selling my house. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He is sort of treating it like a post-retirement job that retirees mm-hmm. do like, you know, working like part-time at like a gas station or something. <laughs> is, that, is that what retirees do? Oh, well, you know, probably that's what I'm going to be doing. I mean, <laughs> that's definitely what I'm that's going to what, be doing. <laughs> Our generation and later is going to be doing right. Uh, O'Neill, you know, he, he's trying again. He's he's like, you know, those are ill-conceived orders, sir. We gotta, you know, we 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 gotta continue. We gotta keep this going. And Hammond's, you know, 
Well, no, he's really sticking it to Hammond. Like, why well, can't believe you suck so hard that you haven't saved the program? You haven't even tried to save the program. It's like they haven't communicated for weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they haven't had this conversation several times. Right. And so Hammond's like, I did all these things. I got physically thrown out of a senator's <laughs> office because like, they told me not to come back. But he should have said next that he had a restraining order. Yeah. <laughs> and that, in fact, that's why I'm retiring. I tried so hard that they're retiring me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. He went to the Joint Chiefs, went to the Secretary of Defense. He even called his, uh, called Bubba on the line, got, yeah, got, got finally, him on the phone. Finally, why didn't he call him first since he's got, he had said before he had his ear? I mean, they're besties. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't know. But it would be political suicide for the president yeah. to go over well, the Senate Overreach Community Committee. Is that what it's called? Overs- oversight Committee? <laughs> the Overreach Committee? <laughs> Very good. I, well, you know, Bill Clinton sure was willing to sell a lot of things out for his political capital. So, yep. Checks, it checks out. Checks out. So, uh, yeah, so we, uh, so yeah, it's getting, it's, it's happening. It's getting shut down, which is only reinforced by the next scene where the Stargate, we see the Stargate wrapped in a thin gauze. Yeah. Uh, in fact, everything's covered in it. The entire control room. They've like, covered and at first you think up. they're just right. At, th- at first you think they're just closing the cabin up for the end of summer. <laughs> yeah. So O'Neill rolls in to the rest of the gang and they talk again. It's as if they haven't seen each other for weeks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or that this is just all that this is just rote. They're just, you know, they're like, should we go? Should we just take it? Should we go? Tilk wants to go, obviously. Daniel. Who remains glassesless this entire episode? And I think he's wearing contacts now. They were like Shanks. You can't hide that pretty boy face Just, mm. anymore. <laughs> he is getting more attractive. Yeah, <laughs> they all are. I think. Yeah. Well, it's partly, I wonder if it's partly because I just finally watched Boston Legal and realized that James Spader's not really that hot. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's post, that's 21st century James Spader. I mean. Yeah, but I have said repeatedly that I would fuck 2021 James Spader. Yes. Maybe I would, but just not 2004 to 2009 <laughs> James Spader. It's particularly awkward. Yeah, yeah, not during his his office year. Yeah. Right. Okay, so they're all talking and they're just like, well, should we, you know, Teal's like, I'm going through that motherfucking gate. There, I said it. I'm going. And Daniel Jackson's like, I also am going and O'Neill and Carter are like, well, we've been ordered directly not to go and we're military. And then we still think maybe you're just a bit off in the head and maybe you didn't, (laughs) nothing's really going to happen. So then um, Michael Shanks asks uh, MacGyver, Hey, but how will you feel if the attack happens? And we didn't try to stop it by going through the gate right now. And his answer basically amounts to, I'd feel silly. We yeah, should yeah. go. <laughs> I'd feel just kind of off. So I would feel should. like <laughs> if there were, oh, you mean if I were wrong and did nothing to stop like genocide of the whole planet Earth, all of humanity on this planet, I, I, I'd feel pretty dumb. <laughs> I'd feel like a real goofball. Ah, shucks. Let's go. 
Yeah. So then he decides to go too. And then he looks at Carter, who's like, well, I don't want him to feel like a goofball. Maybe I'd feel like a goofball. <laughs> you can see her thinking for a minute. And so she's like, I'm going to go too. Yeah. 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 Carter does bring up the one, uh, one of the good points is like, how are only the four of us going to like do any, even do anything about it? If, even if we do go and Tilk's like, well, a medical attack would probably be, be the best actually. Yeah. A surgical think, attack, Teal'c. It's a surgical attack. Can we talk about like O'Neill's such a dickhead? It's like <laughs> not only is we've never discussed this. <laughs> English. <laughs> not only is English his second language, but like Earth is his like maybe fifth planet. I mean, English is probably his fucking tenth language, and but also conceptually things on this planet, such as the idea of a surgical attack. Maybe he doesn't have a word for that. Why is O'Neill such a fucking prick? <laughs> medical attack is pretty close. You knew what he meant. <laughs> I actually kind of liked medical attack. <laughs> I like medical attack. And I think, I, I mean, I guess you could just, why not do a medical attack? Why not biological warfare? That shit. Is that a medical attack? Mm. It is now. It is now. Thanks, Steel. I'm going to call it a medical attack. Oh, Hey, Tori, you know what's missing from this conversation? What's that? Any mention at all of the other Stargate? Did I forget something at the end of that episode? Did that Stargate get destroyed? (laughs) I feel like I'm forgetting something fundamental. No, 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 no. Okay. It's very open-ended, the end of that episode, that it's going to be a thing and it's going to be starting up and all that stuff. They just don't talk about it. It's almost like that episode's got slipped in there but someone decided it's not canon yeah yeah well yeah so they they cut to starting the stargate right how did they get the stargate room empty because they've got the stargate room empty uh-huh oh they've managed to seal it off they've overridden the controls it's going to take several minutes for the like the marines and general hammond to get through which we see action shots of them trying to do but how did they get that room cleared out Oh, well, it seemed cleared out, you know, I mean, again, it's, it's like, it's like a museum that's been closed, you know, they just throw, they throw fabric over the shit and then call it good. Well, they're dressed in SWAT gear. Oh shit. Yeah. The stealth stealth uniforms. Yeah. How did they get through? How did they get through the corridor wearing that SWAT, the SWAT gear without anybody going, Hey, I wonder what's up. (laughs) Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they were just like, oh, I just wanted to get the feel for it one last time. <laughs> Maybe everybody's so gloomy. They're looking at the floor and didn't even notice. I did okay. get it. I, it was, I thought it was a little weird that they send the robot in first. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like they even, even, even in the, pre, with the, with press time, they're like, let's stick to protocol and dip mm-hmm. our toes in a bit first. Especially because they decided <laughs> we're definitely going through that no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> and especially because I feel like there's so many episodes where it seems like they haven't sent a probe. I yep, gotta say, yep, yep. I don't think Sergeant Nice Sweater, it's uh, Glasses Nice Sweater. That's his name. His full name is Sergeant Glasses Nice Sweater. Yes, I like. I love the cardigan he's wearing in this episode. It's amazing. It's part of his uniform. I just don't think he would ever leave his post until the very end. I just don't believe he wouldn't be in that. Oh uh, yeah. No, I get. I feel you. Yeah. So yeah, they send the probe through and then they're like, oh, did the probe probe break? Well, you know, they're not all like that. The idiot of the group, O'Neill's like, oh, the probe probe broke. 
Ed Carter, <laughs> the smartest person on the team, is like, no, it's just dark. It's just dark. It's just dark where it's at. Don't 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 worry about it. So we get some storage, some really nice cement storage containers, cargo containers. You wanna you wanna use cement for your cargo containers because mm. you want you want that shit to be as heavy as possible before you put anything in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then move it around a lot. Yep, yep, yep. Very important. Although, you know, now that you're talking about glasses, uh, fuzzy sweater, mm-hmm. uh, I almost I, I almost feel like it because he would have helped them. So he should have been the one. He should have been in there. He should have been in that scene. Like, you know, I I won't tell General Daddy. I bet there's a scene on the editing room floor of him going like seeing them walk in in SWAT gear and going, looking at his watch and going, time for me to take a piss. Yeah, yeah, I gotta go take a nap now. Yeah. 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 I'm due. Shouldn't have had all that coffee. Yeah. Well, but no, it it's it's the gate gang and 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 they go through and and then we cut to the the opening credits and you know, and I got I just gotta tell you, I'm I'm with them, you know. I was like, let's do this season finale. I want I wanna see some shooting. I wanna see some sweet alien tech. I wanna see a movie. I want this to be like the beginning of the season. Go out with something cinematic. Yeah, I, I want to see the plot line get resolved from the pilots. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've been, we're just waffling around for 20 episodes. <laughs> well, I'm pumped. I When the opening credits started, I'm like, let's do it. Let's, let's, oh, let's, I was let's pumped. rock. Let's rock. No, I was ready for some good shit. All right. Well, so they end and, uh, and we cut back to them and they're in. Uh, they're in. Use their their night night vision goggles. Look around their a little flashlights. bit. Flashlights, and then they turn on the lights. Yeah, they had to oh. at some point. They're like, oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tilk's like, yeah, yeah. Just twist that owl head figure over on the wall there. <laughs> Slide it into place. It makes a fun little hoot hoot sound. And use, the light come use on. your hue app. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's like a clapper, but you have to make the right owl sound. And so you're sitting there because it's like taking forever. They're like, and nothing happens. They're like, do it 20 times. Finally turns on. (laughs) Tilk's like, use the glottal stop. Use the glottal stop. (laughs) How would that sound, Tori? Do a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. And my husband's mad that he has to use an app on his phone to turn on all the lights in our house. He really hate that. (laughs) To tell him how lucky he is. Yeah, so they're in the Stargate room. Um, it's a very Egyptian themed uh, setting that they're in this episode. It, lo- it looks really, I-, I like it. I like it too, but can we just talk about like how you're telling me that their style hasn't evolved at all since ancient Egypt? Oh well, I mean it's it's a little futuristic. Uh, but, okay. But but you're I mean you're right in the sense of like you know the hieroglyphics don't seem to have changed and. And, and their outfits kind of aren't that different later. Right. right. They're like wearing Nefertiti hats and shit. <laughs> Which are nice hats, I'm just saying. Like, nobody's been like, hey, what about a hat like this? I mean, they seem really attached to being in like human bodies versus like other kinds of bodies. Like, how come some of them aren't in like bare bodies? If there's nothing left of the host, they could be like in any body. How come there's no none of them are like, I don't want to be human. I want to oh, be yeah. like a bonobo yeah or like or a just, bengal tiger yeah later season pretty- later season 
Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, there's some that would want that. There's people that want that. Yes. Speaking of how Egyptian it looks, I just don't know if I've mentioned how racist the whole premise of this show is. But anyway. No, you haven't. No. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's just that, you know, obviously in Egypt, um, aliens had to do it because it's in Egypt. Why don't, why don't, why isn't the premise about Stonehenge and how those people could, couldn't have done it? Later season. <laughs> Maybe. All right. I feel like I'm being so inarticulate. I just don't believe that their style wouldn't have evolved. Right. 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 And I also think their helmets are dumb. I don't not, by the way, I woke, I woke up fully on the wrong side of the bed today. Oh, okay. I am so negative. Okay. <laughs> but their helmets are stupid. Like they come in. Okay. Cause they're in the room and then they hear somebody coming in Yeah. and they all take cover and Jaffa come in, but they all have those dumb, stupid helmets on and they can't look down in those. Yeah. They're horse blinders. They can't even look at, they can't even look across. But they don't see shit. Cause that- they don't hide <laughs> that great. No. And and this is most of the episode is is a patrol of Jaffa like walking uh uniformly through a hallway and and the gang just sort of like just sort of like slinking yeah against like the pressing wall pressing themselves <laughs> pressing themselves flat against the wall and like, it works. They can't see me and and looking away going I can't see you you can't see me. Yeah, no wonder they're so mad that Teal's a traitor because Teal's is the only good one. Like he's the only <laughs> one who is capable of taking his helmet off to look around. Yeah. <laughs> I, I presume because he's good at being on SG1, he was good at being a Jaffa. Yeah. Or Jaffa, depending, or Jafar, depending it's on Jaffa. who's talking. They also find a weapon cache. Oh, right. In the room, I skipped over that. They find, well, and the, the thing is, is they find, a, a, let me see if I can pronounce this correctly, a Zatnikatel. A Zat gun? Thanks, O'Neill. Yeah. <laughs> O'Neill, first of all, I, I'm, I guess I'm kind of disappointed he's back to being such an utter dumbass for this episode because the box opens and it does open pretty cool, like maybe a trick box you get at like a little curio shop. But he's like cool. And you think he's saying cool about the weapons, but he immediately says, what, what are these things? So I assume he's saying, cool, that box opens. Cool. Hey, what what's inside? Yeah. And then it turns out new guns we've never heard of. So right. I have a lot of questions. New guns. Why have we just found out about these? Why haven't they been using them against the SG teams the whole time? And it turns out the guns aren't even for the Jaffa. They're for the ghouls. And the ghouls enjoy shooting in the cruelest way possible. I thought they didn't shoot. I thought that's what they had the Jaffa for. I, I, I just, I think I made a lot of assumptions. Mm, mm, mm. We, I don't know. We, we learn a lot about the Zat gun. We do. It's pretty dope. Honestly, I wouldn't mind. Like, I don't have any gun, but I wouldn't mind having one of those. Well, you know, you, you, have, you, have, you have choice with this gun. It's not, a, yeah. it's not an, an insta-kill like with the spear. It's more like a phaser. Yeah. First shot stuns. Second shot, uh, I guess, kills. And, and, and then the third shot does something else, which we'll learn later in the episode. Takes away the evidence. Oh, oh, Perfect. I didn't think about it like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> me either. Yeah. 
And then, so yeah, and then whether while they're standing around uh, handing out some new guns, they get hit by like a weird wave of some kind and they all fall to the floor mm-hmm. and uh, they're like, holy shit. So they start, and so O'Neill's like immediately like, dial home. <laughs> like, what, they're yeah. just going to leave again? And so Daniel tries to do it, but but he can't. Right, and then Jack is like, do it better. Like dialing some kind of complicated business. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and yeah, and then and then the, when the Jaffa come in, they hide, they leave. The Jaffa also they unleash a sweet floating orb. Right. It just is in the middle of the 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 watering hole circle. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty cool. I couldn't I could not tell if it was CGI or or not. I think it is CGI. It does, but no, it's it good. looked really it's good. good. I thought it looked good too. Yeah. And I t- like it, it it's never distracting. You're never like, that's done, that's distracting. Yeah. Which is cool. Uh, Tilk says it's like a television transmitter that can work uh, intergalactically. And then, uh, and then O'Neill this is pretty good. He's like, do you think it gets showtime? Busting out the self-adverse to keep the show alive. I know. It's almost like, I wish he'd been like, do you think it gets Fifth Avenue bars? <laughs> and they just do you think it gets Pepsi? <laughs> but I do have a question. Yeah. Speaking of, of, you know, Jack and he's Jack O'Neill and he's joking all the time. How come the team never laughs at his jokes? <laughs> never. They don't even acknowledge them. And yet he persists. Because he can't he can't help it. You know, he explained this in the last episode. He's like, I just they did. They just come to me. I Why can't. doesn't anybody think he's funny? You know what? Now that I think about it, I don't think I've seen a single member of the gate gang laugh. No, not even Daniel. Not even his best, best friend, Daniel. Yeah. Like Carter's like sometimes, I think she maybe like might have giggled when she was like flirting with that, that one smart alien in that one episode, but that's it. So yeah. So the, the team, uh, so they head out now that Teal'c knows where the door is. Andrew can't have shit. Suddenly he's like, oh, uh, and he's the only one who knows. He's like, for some reason, he's the only one watching them. Because uh, yeah. he learns where the door is by watching them. He's a good watcher. They 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 head out and then go through some hallways and they find another room, the large sarcophagus, and a a window of some kind, um, which is looking out into space. And this is where they figure out that they're on a Guaul transport vessel in hyper launch. Yeah, and that is where, and then he'll. They're like, Jack is mad. He's like, Chuk, why didn't you tell us? And he says, um, I wasn't sure. Like, I thought we went into like warp speed. I wasn't like sure. Well, he does explain that he's never actually been on a transport vessel. Right, right. But that's what the jolt was. And I'm just going to say, I like that the ship jolts mm. when it starts and stops something like that. I, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be like, whoa. Yeah. Acceleration to 10 times the speed of light might, it would probably do that to, to, to a person. Yeah. <laughs> probably splatter them against the wall, but. Like why, why isn't that happening on other shows? <laughs> like what kind of shots do, do they have on the enterprise? Yeah. They can just, man. Yeah. They can just keep porcelain dolls on shelves and, and they don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Delicate, like. Beverly Crusher has like a very delicate sherry glass that she drinks out of every night in her like fancy lady bathrobe and negligee. Don't have to worry about it. 
not to worry no. about it. Uh, well, we get a quick cut to the mountain where, yeah, we do. where uh, glasses uh, tells Hammond, you know, he's like, yeah, yeah, no, look, they, they went to those coordinates that Daniel brought back. That's what happened. And uh, uh, the leader of SG2 uh, is there and he wants to roll as well. He wants to go back. He wants to go through the Stargate and because he figures he owes O'Neill. Right. He's like, O'Neill saved, saved my ass several times. Nobody else on the team, just O'Neill. Well, quick side note. Yeah. I, I only just figured it out watching this episode. That major is Ferretti. I thought that he had died after episode two because they never talked about him. I, th- yeah. I, I assumed he was, all, that he was dead as well. Well, this episode is resolving a lot of our questions about episode one, (laughs) (laughs) which is what happened. So what became, is there an SG2 without quality (laughs) or is it like an elevator where it just goes from 12 to 14? Well, I was glad I was glad I I, I was like, oh, okay. He just hasn't done. he, He just hasn't been doing anything for the last 20 episodes. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, but Hammond's like, all right, you can do that, but you know, it's only just to bring him back for court martial. You know that for courts martial. Courts martial, yes. <laughs> courts martial, and then I guess he realized that sounds pretty pretentious. So the next time he just says court martial. I I was actually deliberating whether or not that was a mistake because I was like, maybe it is like courts martial, like in a certain when you're talking about it in a certain way. <laughs> well, unfortunately, the all the people I know who I could ask, which is not very many. Um, I, I don't seem to be on good terms with for some reason. <laughs> so. They're courts marshaled from their lives. Yeah. Uh, well, was, but they decided to do it. They start up the Stargate uh, at the mountain. Right. And by, by the way, so what's that guy's name? Ferretti? Yeah. So behind Ferretti, you can see a shit ton of people. And I'm just like, damn, how big is SG2? SG1 yeah. is four fucking people. Yeah, There's they like got a like 12 small army. Yeah. But yeah, glasses is doing his thing. He's doing it. Hammond's like, all right, bring him back, but it, but it won't lock. The last piece on the Stargate yep. won't lock. And yeah, and we and we learn why because they're on a ship. So the point right. of origin on their side doesn't work, and the, and on the mountain side, they they have no place to get to. There's no. But the people on the mountain don't know. They're That's just right. like baffled. Never mind. So the, the <laughs> <laughs> like everybody stand down. Go put on your beach clothes. Whatever. <laughs> So yeah, so we cut back to the ship. But they do a quick shot of the ship, uh, an external shot. Uh, it looks really good. They 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 saved all the money for this finale. Yeah, that it is a it lot. Is, it is yeah, it's very apparent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know, I, I like it. I like it. But yeah, but they get attacked. The gang gets attacked by one lone Jaffa. Yeah, they they, they are so lucky. Oh, <laughs> I mean, to only get attacked by one. So probably like one Jaffa was like, I'm going to take my helmet off for a minute. And he's like, oh, my God, who are you guys? Yeah, he's on break. And he's yeah. just like wandering around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, Holy shit. Just enjoying his peripheral vision and whatnot. Yeah. Well, and and then Carter's the one who shoots him with the Zat gun. And I yeah. and 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 I was like, I wonder I was like, oh, yeah, she's going to stun him and they're going to like ask him questions or something. But no, she immediately shoots him a second time to kill him Well, because she doesn't want because they don't get it's not like um, a, a phaser where you can set up for stun. It's like one shot's excruciating pain and two shots is death. And only the gold are such assholes that they would shoot someone just once. Well, and then she shoots him a third time 
and yeah, he you gotta get rid of the evidence. But she didn't know that. Teal yeah. Teal could not explain the third what the third shot would do. She just did it out of spite. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> I'm down with it. You're right. You're right. Like there's a point where something comes over the loudspeaker and instead of Teal t- saying translating to the rest of the team, it's fucking Daniel just because yeah. he's the language guy, but it's Teal's language. It's, it's so <laughs> like, I'll take this one Teal. I'm very white. Well, yeah. Well, no, I, I got to disagree with you there. I, I enjoyed that Daniel did that. And this is why, because this is what I like to see the team working in tandem and everyone contributing exactly what their role is like. And that's Daniel's role. Okay. Is the linguist. Like everyone's doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. Carter's giving all the information. Okay. But if, okay. But look, like my husband can speak a lot of languages and we, we, everywhere we've traveled, he's been able to speak the language. It's been great because I have a lot of trouble with language. However, he's never had any exposure to German. I've lived in Germany. I took German. I still shit at it. But when we were in Europe and we were places where the signs signage was in German, he couldn't even begin to work it out, even though that's his thing. But I had been there. I just feel like on every other planet, Daniel should be doing the translating. But when we get to a point where it's Teal's native tongue, <laughs> I don't think we need Daniel to be like, because Daniel's also vague. He's like, oh, they're being called to meet somewhere. So some sort of gathering is what is, yeah. is, 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 is well, I bet Teal knows what sort of gathering, but let's not ask him. And I feel like out of spite, he doesn't say anything. He's like, fine, motherfucker. <laughs> You guys, you seem to know everything. He's busy looking, being the looker because he looks so well, <laughs> as we've established. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, so, yeah, as they're listening in and stuff, they, they see a bunch of uh, attack ships in, in, in uh, the hangar. So they mm-hmm. realize that this, this is probably the attack ship headed for Earth. Ah. And Tilk tells him that, yeah, it can travel 10 times the speed of light. And so Carter's like, yeah, all right, well, that's fast, but it'll still take like at least a year to get to Earth based on the co- where the coordinates were. Right. Like, good, good. No problem. Oh, well, no, she says it'll take at least a year. And this is where Jack goes, based off of what? Yeah. <laughs> and then she explains based on where the coordinates of the planet were. were and he's like, we're not on a planet. We're on a ship. And then she has to re-explain, yeah, but we were orbiting a planet. Like you were here for this conversation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My I re- God. I redact about every all the the entire team working working in tandem. Everyone else is doing that except O'Neill, who's not leading in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> no, O'Neill. The point of his character appears to be maybe our audience is dumb, so let's have Neil ask O'Neill ask everything a hundred times. Mm-hmm. So that the audience can go, oh, right, 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 right. Well, so they follow Patrol Jaffa and they get to a ceremony with a, a bunch of motherfuckers. And mm-hmm. it's back in the Stargate room, which they just left. Can we talk? I just want to talk about this bunch of motherfuckers. Yeah. Some of them are in like uniforms like teal Jaffa wear. Some of them are in like priestly robes and gowns. Like there's some women. And what I just was, I suddenly was like, hey, 
Hey, hey, hey, hey, hey. How come there's no women soldiers amongst the Jaffa? There's got to be some big buff mm. ladies. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's I all. I don't know. I know but... why. Oh. oh okay. <laughs> the circular uh, zoom orb turns on and <laughs> Apophis is there. Good old Apophis. And mm-hmm. uh, and he's like, yeah, we're all ready to do this attack. It's going to be great. I'm not going to I'm not there. I'm not going to be there, though. I'll be right behind you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just going to be in my safety box. So <laughs> I'm going to let my son take this one because I don't know if you saw the episode about Hathor, Hathor, but like I have so many kids. They were all born in like I have a hot tub full of these things. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. And so this is one of them. <laughs> not my favorite one either. Oh yeah, probably not. <laughs> well, yeah, the sarcophagus opens up and his son comes out and it's motherfucking Scara. Motherfucking Scara. From, from the pilot episode. <laughs> for- and shockingly, shockingly, O'Neill manages not to like reveal himself by going, Scara. Scara. It's shocking because he's so impulsive. Yeah, yeah, but 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 now he's known as Clarell. Oh yeah, That's uh, a pretty good name though. But it is good to see him. It only took twenty episodes <laughs> to get Alexis Cruz back on the payroll. Right, he's stoked. They sent him a script, and then he read the script, and he was like, "Oh, nuts!" <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I'm excited to be back." Woohoo! Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, and I and I got and I got a little weirded out when Apophis was like, "Yeah, this is my son," and I'm like, "The stomach shrimp son," like, yeah. Of and I was trying to remember how Hathor did all that stuff. Well, that's I was kind of like, "Wait a minute, how does he know?" Because well, maybe because um, it seemed like it took a lot of men to to make all those shrimpies. Yeah, it's weird that it took. That was weird. That was a weird fucking episode, man. <laughs> I like this episode way better. Mm. But, but I just thought that was funny that like the ghouls yeah, could yeah. have sons and daughters I know, and yeah. aunts and uncles and cousins. It's, and I thought that was weird too. <laughs> Second cousins. Yeah. It was a strange thing to introduce, right? And that was a really strange concept to introduce because I feel like before it was just sort of like, Oh, we just have, you know, all these young and we, and we incubate them in hot tubs and aquariums. Yeah. And, you know, it's sort of like a communal baby situation. But maybe if you're royalty, I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's part of the propaganda. Right, 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 we right. We know right. the truth. Yeah, it's probably not even his son, right? He doesn't know. But, oh, but what should be distressing is that this gets skipped over and Daniel doesn't even have a reaction to it. So it's kind of gross because... Um, Sharae is Scar's sister. Yeah. And she's also the Empress. And Scar's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm his later on. Scar's like, I'm his son because he he didn't use the word impregnated, but seated the Empress or whatever. And I'm just like, this is all really twisted. <laughs> but it also means I feel like it also means that Daniel's wife was impregnated by um oh apophis yeah and then got in a hot tub 
with all of her little shrimps. Yeah. And then one of them was put into her fucking brother. Well, keep it in the family. (laughs) So (laughs) that's her brother's son. (laughs) And there was no horror in Daniel at all. Right. Daniel should have been like horrified. That's his wife. But he's forgotten. He's forgotten. He's forgotten all about her. Yeah. He's like a single. He's so the writers. Yep. Because at no point is he like, let's ask Scara about Sharae. Right. 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 Nope. 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 Doesn't even come up. Yeah. Well, they're doing so O'Neill. So the gang like, you know, groups around O'Neill's like, all right, let's start planting bombs. He tells he tells uh yeah Daniel and Sam to do that. Him and Teal are gonna go grab Scara. Yeah. And Carter's like, what? Why? And Daniel's like, well, remember Kendra from that one episode? And mm, the Thor's, one with Thor. Thor's hammer. hammer. She fought Pastor Gold. So if you you know you know talk you talk to him a little bit. So we know he's in there. Yeah. yeah. But she's like, you're just being emotional. And he's like, yeah, but I'm also being strategic. So fuck off. I mean, a little bit, a little strategic. It doesn't really work out. We'll find find out. Well, and it's not a very good idea because it's so unlikely to go well. It's not, it's a strategic move, but it's not, as he asserts, probably the best strategic move. (laughs) And we find that out. Yeah, Yeah. Because they roll in. They could have escaped discovery if he hadn't done this dumb shit. That's true. I mean, they make they make a good show of it. They they roll in and they and Teal'c and O'Neill are able to stun all the guards with their Scar has his hand weapon, but uh Teal'c gets the better of him. Oh, I I was just I was like, wait, what? I feel like the the Goa'ulds enslaved the people who are the Jaffa made them what they are and gave them like their their sort of strength and ability and i'm like why would they make them stronger than themselves Mm, 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 mm. but not give them the good weapons (laughs) (laughs) so weird i was like teal shouldn't be able to hold this guy down Mm. yeah he he, yeah he does seem a little weak but maybe but he did just wake up i don't know Oh, right. He's got that, that post nap malaise. Yeah. Like yeah. He slept in, he slept during the wrong part of the day. <laughs> the, uh, never the, mind. That the, makes perfect the sense. The wrong part of the hyper light year. <laughs> yeah. Boy, you sleep, you, if you're asleep when you go into hyperdrive, that's a nap you don't want to wake up from. So, yeah. So, Teal's holding Scar. O'Neill comes in. He's like, Yeah. Hey, Scar, you're in there. Come on. Come on, buddy. Remember, Remember playing with my lighter in the movie and becoming my surrogate young boy, you know, like <laughs> my surrogate you... young boy. Remember the surrogate remember the son. T- <laughs> God, well, like we said, he's got one on every planet, though. So yeah, yeah, and Scar is number one, and well, and and well, and, and then also they like barricade the room with the zat. Apparently, the zat gun can can like stun multiple things, including doorknobs. Cause they like shoot. Oh, yeah. the... <laughs> this is a great gun. And no wonder they took so much time explaining it. I want one. I want one too. I want anyone else to have one. So maybe you can have one, <laughs> but I don't want anyone else to have one. Just us. It's sort of like how I want the power to like kill people with my brain, but I don't want anyone else to have that power. Cause I'm sure I'd be dead. 
I can 3D print the Zat guns. I don't know about the brain power, though. And they won't work. Oh, well then. We, we cut to Daniel and Carter just real quick. They're, they're continuing to somehow hide from the very regular patrols of the Jaffa, mm-hmm. uh, who seem to have a lot of fun just walking up and down empty corridors. Yeah, a lot like stormtroopers. Yeah. Also in the fact that they have bad helmets. <laughs> Some of them should be walking sideways. So they get a yeah. nice 360 <laughs> degree view for between their, all of them. Yeah, they shouldn't be like in like um, a, a regular platoon. <laughs> they should be, yeah, like what you're saying. Some of them, yeah, that, there's some of them are the ones on the flanks are facing outward. Walk backwards in the back. Yeah, you know? yes, yes. Uh. I mean, they could train for that. Well, yeah, well, yeah, Daniel and Car uh, and Carter, they're just they're they're doing it. They're they're planning they're planning C four whatever the hell they're using. They decide to p- put some on the on the on the attack ships. So they cut back to Jack, uh, still trying to persuade Scar to come back. And oh, and 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 uh, Clarell, mm-hmm. the Goa'uld. Yeah, yeah. He 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 says something, and uh, and O'Neill and O'Neill's like, that's bullshit. He says nothing remains of the host. And O'Neill's like, that's bullshit. And th- it is bullshit. It is. I think that is the first curse that we've heard so far in this ep- in this in this show. Yeah. I think so. Not on this show, but on this show. I think not on our show. Oh well. On- <laughs> but on their show. On the show that we talk about. No, oh, yeah. All we weird. do is curse. It'd be great if suddenly Teal was like a potty mouth. I mean, it is showtime. They they had every ability to be to curse the entire time. I know, and they have the ability to like have more locker room scenes. Well, yeah, yeah. O'Neill's getting pissed because you know Clarell's just trolling him. Uh, so he pun- yeah. he punches <laughs> him. Good job. <laughs> and the Jaffa, they're they're you know they're 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 coming in. They're 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 getting in there. Yeah, they're on their way. Like the the tension's mounting, and then O'Neill is like, look. I'm going to, that's just when O'Neill needs the gun explained a second time. Teal mm. promised me this won't kill him. And Teal's like, ah, one shot causes pain, two <laughs> shots cause death, and three shots cause no evidence. You should, yeah, you should have been like, O'Neill, pay some fucking attention. <laughs> O'Neill, I have explained before. I will explain again one more time. You Listen. fucking piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. So then Anil is like, all right, well, either you let Scara, because t- he's like, Scara doesn't even want to talk to you. Scara likes my protection. He's like, I fuck you. You let Scara talk to me or I'm going to shoot you with this. Yeah. And he's like, well, then you're going to make your friend suffer a lot of pain. And then O'Neill's like, he's a tough kid and I don't care. And so then O'Neill does shoot him. Yeah. And apparently the excruciating pain stuns the Gould, but not Scara. So then Scara is able to talk and and starts like begging forgiveness yeah, yeah. for what they're about to do. This was a weird moment because, you know, I, I was thinking like, you know, this should be doing some, you know, some stuff to o- O'Neill internally because that was mm. his whole thing. The whole kids and guns angle of his entire character. Good point. And I, I don't know. I mean, I, MacGyver sort of pulls it off a little bit, I suppose. Mm. I, I, no, but, because it didn't even occur to me at all to make that connection, mm, and it really should have. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. that. Of all the dots that they connect for the viewer over and over again, they could have made a tiny wisp of a connection to that dot. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not even that exciting. It's not even that dramatic. Mm-hmm. Like when O'Neill sees Scara, he should look like he's been gut punched. He should look ready to like, like he can't either like someone punched him in the solar plexus and he can't breathe or like someone punched him straight in the sucker punched him in the gut and he's going to like puke. Yeah. I mean, may- maybe MacGyver was phoning it in because he thought they were going to be canceled. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that could be, that could be. Or maybe he was just like, I don't care. I can't. Maybe that actor came on set and he's all like, fuck y'all. Cause you know, it's my last episode. <laughs> and so maybe by that time, a guy who just couldn't, couldn't react to giving a fuck about him. Yeah. Man, I should have done my research. I should have seen like, figured out like if they had like renewed a second season before this or if it was up in the air when they decide to do the ending that they do which we'll get to because it's all it's it's not just o'neill it's a very low impact low energy episode and the script doesn't really call for it to be that i would say the script actually calls for much more intensity Mm. no yeah yeah i think you're right so I, I'm going to say, I don't, I think it's a lot of what I'm not enjoying about the episodes, probably the director's fault because mm-hmm. there's a lot of pick apartable things about the script, but with a good director, like, I don't want to do that. And there's a lot I'm not bringing up, but with like a good director, like the actions moving and the emotional intensity is there and you forgive that stuff by just, Yeah. 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 I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe I force fed this episode to myself. I just know? think that it's the director. They should have gotten the director from Lost in Translation, not the, not Sophia Coppola, but the one inside the movie who's directing the Suntory commercial. Who <laughs> just, just keeps saying more intensity, more intensity, more intensity. <laughs> Love that dude. Love that dude. Love that dude. God, I like that whiskey too. I like to have it for a relaxing time. So as you, as you say, yeah, Scar comes through and he's like, he's like, are you still my friend O'Neill? I know and that was can- weird. Why do you ask that? <laughs> I don't know. Cause I think, I think like can- canonically speaking, like he's like 14 or something like that. Yeah. It should be something like that. Do you think it's just because it's sort of like they haven't spoken in so long and cause he's 14, he's like, Hey, are we good? Are we still friends? Like, I don't know if you can tell, but I've been in some shit and I haven't been able to get in touch. <laughs> like maybe he thinks O'Neill's gonna be all butthurt because he hasn't called. yeah he's taking responsibility for being possessed you know yeah. and he doesn't want he doesn't want to be the should. bad guy yeah that's right yeah but at this point the uh, the Jaffa finally come in fully loaded pointing all their spears and various guns at them but they don't have any zap guns but yeah but the, uh, but the game is up Tilk's almost like you know I will shoot him if you shoot this guy, and and I think it's one of the Jaffa that's like oh and hurt your friend because I guess they know they're all besties. Well, actually, what was weird to me about that because he's like if you shoot the human, they're like let go of Clarell or we'll kill the human, and then he's like well if you kill the human, I'll kill Clarell. Well, if you kill Clarell, we'll kill you'll actually be killing your friend as well. Plus, also will kill the human. I don't know. No, the human's already dead. But they're like, we'll kill Clarell. We'll kill Scar. I just feel like Tilt doesn't <laughs> even know Scara. So he. <laughs> no, but 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 I and and well, speaking speaking to the low intensity, I think I think Christopher Judge brings the intensity because like even in this low 
for him, like for him personally, like low thing, but he knows that it'll, it'll affect O'Neill. And I think Christopher judge pulls it off. And well, I, here's why he doesn't. So he does like the, the lighting and mm. the camera, it looks like it's being fil- filmed in like a nineties shopping mall. Mm. And so the, the, the director just like does nothing to make it intense around him. Yeah. You know, so he's working his ass off to make intense spaces. Yeah. And, yeah. And he does. He does. <laughs> he does. But it's just like he's combating so much to try to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's the most intense. He's like, I feel like he's the only person who's like, dude, even if we don't have a second season, I'm getting another fucking job. <laughs> yeah. Act my ass off. Well, and also I think Alexis Cruz does a pretty good job of doing the, uh, the double, oh, the sure. double acting, you know, because I agree with that. Cause in the, from the perspective of the movie and the brief snippets of Scara, you know, he's, yeah, he's just a kid, but then he also can also play the, you know, the, the goo goo bug. Yeah. masquerading as a as a kingly human you know pretty hey, well and they're very they're very disparate that's true i think i think that's true i think he does a very good job which is probably his way of being like well fuck you guys <laughs> <laughs> look at how i can do a good job but like what's weird i just realized is they've realized that chlorel is on the ship apophis is on the ship and daniel is out planting C4 without once asking, oh my God, does that mean Sharae is on the ship? Mm. Mm. And aren't they lucky that they're on that ship? Apparently there's two ships. It's a good thing they're on the ship with the main with the main characters <laughs> of the Go at Old. Oh, well, Apophis is, is somewhere else. Because right? he used he used Zoom to, to talk to him. Oh, I thought he was just in uh, I thought he was just in his box. No, no, no. He's 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 hanging. Maybe he's on the second ship. Cause he, cause he did, he did the Trump oh. thing where it was like, yeah, storm the Capitol. I'll be right. I'll be right there. I'll be right there. Y'all. <laughs> yeah. I'll be right behind you. I promise. <laughs> like you guys, I'll totally pay your legal fees. Really amazing. Uh, um, yeah, maybe he's on the other ship. That must be it. Oh, that must be it. He's on the other ship. Okay. But still Daniel should be wondering if Sharae is there. Well, yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, I don't think her name. Her name isn't even mentioned. He's busy walking around going, I guess they don't do sex by rape in this culture. (laughs) Win some, lose some. (laughs) Well, we do cut to Jackson and Carter in there and they're finishing planting uh, bombs. They're now in the Stargate room again. They're back there planting them there. Chlorel comes in with some Jaffa and uh, Tilk and O'Neill. Uh, they hi- so Daniel and Carter hide, and then they call Apophis again, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Hey, father, look, look what I look. Hey, look what I just woke up, but look what I did, you know? Yeah, look who I got a gift for you. I got the traitor, and I got the one who recruited rec- recruited him. Can I be your favorite and not do war now? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's gonna get me killed." <laughs> Well, so Apophis is like, all right, yeah, that traitor Shafa is going to die the worst death, which is taking away his primta. O'Neill's going to have to watch that. They, his recruiter. They kept calling O'Neill his recruiter. I know, which is uh, hilarious. 
I just thought really funny. I just found it really funny. I'm like, how do they know so much about like how the military works on earth? He never Very got funny. to sleep on his living room futon. Never. He recruited them on false premises. Right? <laughs> Promised him all. He, he never even got his own Casio. Oh, okay. Now I'm pissed. Yeah. Now I'm Maybe fucking time pissed. Act. He's supposed to, and then he's like, and then you decide how to kill O'Neill. That's on you. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. And then I am so confused by this part because I feel like it's either the goat wolves in charge or the humans in charge, but it feels like they're like melded into one a little bit here because. Oh, you mean Chlorel and Scar? Yeah. Because it seems like this is definitely Chlorel, but also Scara hasn't receded all the way. So it's almost like they're functioning together because O'Neill's like, they're about to kill Teal. And then O'Neill's like, Scara, don't let this happen. And then Chlorel's like, okay, wait, wait, wait. Um, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do this later. Well, I, I was, I, I, cause the priest comes in immediately and I'm, and I was like, so they're just going to do the thing here, right here, right now. Like, yeah. and the priest looks like, I don't even want to do this. This shit is so awful to watch. It's like, I usually, like, I usually do. They usually have a slab to lie on and we're, we're yeah. like hanging out in this weird room. Right. We're going to do it standing <laughs> up. We're going to take this claw and rip this thing out of you. And the priest is like, ooh, <laughs> like he's the only other person to bring any facial intensity. <laughs> but yeah, no, but I had the same thing because when, 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 yeah, when Chlorel is like, no, no, uh, never mind. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it over in the other one room that we see. Right. I'm like, wait, who is this motherfucker? Uh, yeah, you're right. So they, so they head out. Carter and Daniel get up from their shitty hiding place and Carter sets a timer. Yes. She's like, because um, she's like, hey, let's go look for them and see if we can help them. They need help. Or no, we know where they are. We don't need to look for them. We just heard all this happen. Let's go help them. And then Daniel's like, no, because if we get captured, there'll be nobody to blow it up. She goes, that's why I put it on a 24-hour timer. Boom. And so if we're not back and to turn this off in 24 hours, it'll blow up by itself. Little does she know they have less time than that. <laughs> That's a long time too. Like, you know, a long time. Jaffa might find one of the explosives and they'll find the rest, take them down. I think, I think it's a little self-referential. <laughs> you think? I think <laughs> to our think, show, <laughs> referencing yeah. our show from no. the past. I think, I do think, I think that, uh, I bet like there was like one writer who kept doing the 24 hour clock and another writer who's like, fuck you. You can't do that anymore. And then that writer wrote this show and was like, oh, let's make it 24 hours. It's so stupid. <laughs> just to, just to troll that guy. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So, so they head out, but, but right before they do, they feel another sort of like quick lurch and they, and the, the ship is, I guess, stopped hyper light speed and they look out the window and they, and they see that they've reached Saturn. I'm sorry, but why doesn't Sam go? Oh, Psych, 24 hours is obviously too long. Let's go with a 24-minute timer. <laughs> Got to keep it in base 12. Base 12, yeah. maybe. Or let's go try to dial up. The, we're closer to Earth now. Maybe we can try to mm. dial up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like how far do you have to be before? I don't know. All right. So uh, we do a quick cut to the mountain. Uh, back on Earth, where uh, Glasses informs Hammond 
that the Cairn Deep Space Radar has seen some uh, some blips. Two big blips near Saturn. Yeah. And then <laughs> General Daddy's like, oh, what is it? And he's like, we don't know. And then Sergeant Glass's sweater does a good job of, hey, I don't know, but we're readjusting the Hubble telescope right now. <laughs> I just want to say, I mean, we, we keep calling him glasses, but his name is Sergeant Walter Harriman. Shut up. <laughs> well, and I only say that because we probably learn his name later in later seasons, because from the looks of it, he hangs on in the show for a decidedly long time. Good for him. Like there's pictures of him in, from like season eight. Yeah. I wish I were that actor too, because I feel like he's never asked to do anything super challenging, <laughs> but he gives it his all. Yeah. Hammond. Uh, yeah. He picks his testicles up and, uh, <laughs> and calls his BF, uh, his BFF, the president. Yeah. And then <laughs> I, I thought, I thought this was a little strange was what? that later, just a slight bit later in the mountain, apparently Hammond has been given complete control of the entire anti-Goa'uld attack operation. He's gone from persona non grata. We're going to, you have to retire to, oh, you're in charge of all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mountain is the command center for like every, for the entire earthwide operation. Oh my God. There's so <laughs> many people like lined up at the elevator with, one of those cardboard boxes with like picture frames and a dying plant in it going like trying to go home for the last time like, fully ready to start drinking and and they're like no no everyone go back um, right and like general hammond's got people trying to glue that paper back together yeah yeah, got a team on that. Yeah, he went so. from a retire from retiree to like, yeah, basically in charge of Earth's defense. Yeah, they should have had him like soap in a saddle, going, "I can't wait to get out of here and do some horseback riding," or like, you know, messing with his fishing gear, some retiree <laughs> shit, <laughs> picking up his model ships. Yeah, yeah, with a stick of wood and a knife, doing some like carving. <laughs> <laughs> you know old man stuff old man hobbies yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i can't wait i can't wait it's gonna be great yeah and then all of a sudden he's a little bit sad because he's got to be back in charge oh no no he's in it he's he's ready to rock and then uh so we cut back to the spaceship carter and jackson are evading more random guards and they're getting into the into the attack ships so this is about to go down right yeah which they see and yet they don't immediately draw the conclusion that they're loading up to attack earth. They only put that together in the next scene or two. True. 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 I'm just like, Oh man, like you guys are supposed to be geniuses. <laughs> well, yeah, but so, but they get back to where uh, O'Neill and Teal'c are and they're about to, I guess, do the primta anti primta. Yeah. And, and so then Carter starts some shit. She throws a smoke grenade. And the and did you notice this? The Jaffa, the closest Jaffa, like walk up to it. They just walk up to it like it's like an exploded pinata. They're like, let's just waddle up to this thing. It was pretty funny. It sounds good. They're very stormtrooper. Well, so it's easy for Carter to just start shooting the shit out of them. 
and uh, and Daniel's doing doing it as well. He's double fisting a couple pistols. Carter's <laughs> wailing away with their assault rifle. Like they just they just mow these these guys down. Nice. And so the firefight ensues, and this was pretty sweet. O'Neill and Teal help out. You know they 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 mm-hmm. uh, grab some guards and twist their necks and grab the and and then and then I guess grab their guns, their own guns back. Which why would you? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you use the gold gun? They're they're so good. It comes into play because Clarell grabs Daniel and then starts using the the hand thing, the hand right. Weapon. And this is where we get to. But no, who's your best best friend, O'Neill? <laughs> Who are you gonna save? Your two best friends are in a big fight. Which one are you gonna side with? Yeah. Well, and so because o- yeah, and O'Neill has a pistol. A a human pistol, not a Zat gun. So an his, earth uh, an earth pistol, an earth pistol, a shitty old earth pistol. So he can't just he can't just like you know drop someone down, uh, through pain. Like although he could like as he's as he's pointing at Scar, I'm like just shoot him in the leg, man. Right. Shoot him in the leg. But shoot no. Him, why don't you shoot him in the hand? Oh, there you go. Where that fucking weapon is. And again, and again, this is like a part where it's like, okay, now O'Neill has to shoot a kid himself. Right. And he, with a, with a, like basically the same gun as kid killed himself with. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I think he got, he shoots him in the gut. Like a fucking mother. Like he hates them. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah, yeah. It, it puts him down. In excruciating pain and a slow death. Yeah. Daniel's like, although this isn't Daniel's first brain melting rodeo. Like this has happened before, which you'll, you'll see next, next week. What's weird is like the brain melting. If they don't brain melt to completion, then it's like, it never, it doesn't count. Yeah. It never happened. That seems to be the, yeah, there's, there's no ramp up it's a it's okay. it's a pure square wave it's nothing and then everything <laughs> yeah and i'm i'm also wondering maybe daniel maybe Teal'c is actually best friends with daniel because Teal'c is one who's like o'neill you must act yeah but doesn't act himself mm-hmm. i mean i guess o'neill does like hesitate a little bit but nobody else does anything <laughs> that's wait that's true <laughs> they're all like we kind of don't like him i think tilk was unarmed and carter was still mowing down jaffa oh okay <laughs> like i said i glazed o'neill goes to scar and i guess they're saying their goodbyes to each other you know yeah i guess uh alexis cruz is not making a, making another showing does he die or do we like see him die or do we just see him dying? We do. Yeah, I, we do. We don't actually see him like die. Like he does the traditional thing. But I mean, you know, who knows? Who right. Who knows? Because he's got to go old inside of him. We yeah. don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's possible. Yeah. Like, can he really be killed permanently with a human gun? Can you kill a gold with a human gun? I'm surprised you can kill Jaffa with a human gun. I don't know. Because they've got, they're protected by their, their symbiote. They're ankylosaur. Uh, well, I resisted the urge to look up Alexis Cruz's IMDb history. That was good. Yeah, you don't want to give yourself a spoiler. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So he, I, he dies or whatever. Tilk points out that Earth is now on the viewfinder. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, side note, the moon is way too close in the graphic. <laughs> oh, well, Teal'c is like, O'Neal, O'Neal. And O'Neal's like, Jesus, can you give me a minute? As if, <laughs> as if they're like not, as if they're like at an Applebee's, like they're not in an urgent situation <laughs> at all. My surrogate young boy is dying at Applebee's. Just give me a second. Boy. No, I don't need my second helping of chicken wings. Just give me a bit. Yeah. And he's like, um, I can't. Like, I would, obviously, but I can't. And he's like, look, O'Neill, look. Yeah. Sure as shit, we're approaching Earth and the moon's in the wrong place. Yeah, no, we get a, we get a good shot of the, the gate gang, you know, huddled next to the viewfinder, pulls out. We get the whole ship, and and it's pretty sweet. Uh, the the pier the pyramid that they're in is just literally sitting on top of it. Yeah. Well, and then and that's the last shot we see the ship rolling to Earth, and then a big to be continued title rolls in. End of episode. End of season one. A big season. It's a, it's it's a shame too because it's a it's a really big cliffhanger, but the. It's just not that exciting. It's the director. Everything's too bright. Mm. Nothing is horror movie-esque about it. Even when they're getting ready, like when when the priest comes to take the prim tar out of teal, there should be some like shadow and some darkness. But again, it's like it's happening in the middle, like right in front of Sears. In the middle of Applebee's. <laughs> yeah, like in a shopping mall. It's so well lit. It's so weird. Well, can 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 we tangent this to were you comforted, Sarah, by this episode? Um, were you comforted? I was comforted. Yes. Uh, I I I it, it gave me kind of it gave me what I what I wanted. It gave me some alien new alien tech. Uh, the sound design was on point. Uh, a fair amount of action, a continuation of the story. Scar, Apophis, the paper shredder was on point. That's true. Hammond grows a That's backbone, true. and also I'm I'm ex- I want to watch the next episode. Okay, yeah, I will say that it was very difficult to not watch the next episode. Um, I kind of always feel like that. I'm much I'm a big binge watcher, but I think. So we will we will note that I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. So I was I woke up in a state of discomfort. And the question is, did I what did I enter a state of comfort after viewing this? And as <laughs> as you can tell by having this excruciating experience of listening to me bitch about this episode, <laughs> like like I hate everything. Then no, I have to go with no. Oh, Even shit. though a couple of weeks ago, I said, all I'm looking for at this point is for this show to be science fiction. And I guess technically, because they were in space, I guess it, but it still seemed like space army. No, I'm sorry. I'm okay. sorry. I wasn't comforted. Oh, I wish fine. I were. Tori. Yep. Do you have a yay, a nay and a meh or your yeah, meh, meh? which means the, the person you want to be, the person you don't want to be, and the person you're like, sure, take it or leave it for this episode? Yes, I do. Uh, my, Lay it on me. My yeah, uh, I really want to go with the paper shredder at the beginning of the episode. Because <laughs> that was sweet paper shredder. Yeah, yeah. 
But uh, ultimately, uh, and this is a, this is kind of a weird one, but I'm going to go with Hammond for your yeah, yeah, because okay. he because you know he yeah as I've we've already stated he went from like a humdrum retiree to basically given complete command of of our uh, counter engagement uh, from somewhere in a mountain in Colorado. Like you know, new new yeah. new blood has been has been pumped into him. He's he's ready. He's alive again. I just want to feel alive. Yeah. Uh. So yes, him. My ne is a uh, Scara, or more aptly, Alexis Cruz, uh, <laughs> because like honestly, he he is the only cast member from the movie at this point, and only got to be in two episodes in any case. And whether he's he's still in it, I I don't know. But as of right now, he's dead. So yeah, gotta go with that. Okay. Uh, and my meh is the Jaffa. <laughs> I just because you know I don't know. It just seems really boring to be walking up and down those corridors a bunch for no reason. You know, I bet they never mm-hmm. see action. Right, know? and all they can look at is straight ahead. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they do get to make faces under that that helmet. <laughs> oh, oh, what is that? Yeah. Yeah, so that's my... What What about you, Sarah? What's your yeah, nah, meh? I'm going to start with my neh because we have a little bit of a ding, ding, ding. Um, Samesies. I said for my neh, I'd be anyone shot with the zap gun, especially Scara. So in a sense, we have the same guy. My yeah is going to be Sergeant Glasses because I love the Air Force uniform with the big <laughs> collar and the blue cardigan. I've always loved it. I love it here. I don't know why it suddenly got chilly inside the base, but because they're closing up and yeah, yeah. I don't know. They, they stopped in, the heaters. <laughs> yep. So I want to be him just because I fucking love that outfit. That uniform is great. And my meh is your yeah. General Daddy. Oh, and the okay. reason I I'd be okay being him is he does a pretty good pity party at the beginning. Mm. He's like, well, I, do, I mean, I try to talk to this person. I try to talk to this person. Plus, he has a really sweet shredder. Yeah. He just and and now he just has to shred paper for a while, anyway. <laughs> for a long while. A lot of documents. And, yeah. So that's <laughs> it for me. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Well, uh well, I mean, I I we can uh well, we should talk about what the next episode is going to be. God damn it. <laughs> That's the God damn it that me for not having my IZMD ready to go. Well, like I, well, well, uh, are you going to look up the Stargate movie recap? Oh, shit. Yes, folks, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody, uh, our next episode is going to be some version of us discussing uh, Stargate, the movie directed by Roland Emmerich from 1994. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked. Um, All right. Stargate, the movie, 1994. An interstellar teleportation device found in Egypt leads to a planet with humans resembling ancient Egyptians who worship the god Ra. Everyone else has seen it for me. Now it's going to be good. Are you excited? I'm actually very excited and I get to try, I get to see a new movie with James Spader and I get to try a new candy bar. 
Nice, nice. Now, I'm not, now, uh, listeners, I'm not sure what we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna try to do a uh, mystery science theater three thousand style. We're, uh, we'll we'll see how it turns out. Uh, so it might be that uh, that might be just be a bonus episode, um, and or we might just simply do just an episode like this where we discuss the movie. Uh, we're not quite sure what's gonna come out yet, but it'll be one of those two things or both. Did you finish the part of that book on how to podcast where it got to monetizing? Because I realize I haven't read that part. Uh, yeah. Oh, great. We should, I should, I should listen to that part of it. I bought it on audiobook too. And then we could be like having advertisers in this space. Come try a MeUndies. Come try a Casper Mattress. Come try a, che- a Cheeto. They're, they're good. Try lots of them. Okay. Thanks for sticking around through the advertisements. Weren't those great? They were so good. If we do say so ourselves. Hey, just for you guys, because you stuck around, you get to be here for Get, get to know, know Your hosts. hosts. Hey, Tori. Yo. When you experience stress or overwhelm, how do you like to be supported? <laughs> when I experience overwhelm. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it's worded on this brilliant card. Uh, how do I like to be supported? Yeah. My, my su- supporting usually comes in the form of a hot bath. Oh, nice. Nice self-support. Yeah. You like to be given the space to take a nice hot bath. Yeah. Yeah. And like a nice, and, and like a nice bathtub. Yeah. Mm, so I, don't, I don't have one. So it's been difficult. <laughs> yeah. It's not very comfortable. I like to, I like to be uh, allowed to remove myself from the situation or circumstances I find overwhelming. And I probably, I like to do a bit of, of rocking <laughs> with oh. my body, just, oh, yeah. just with my body back and forth, like the kind of thing that you don't want to do in public. So I like to be able to go somewhere private where I can be weird. Oh yeah. No, rocking's nice. Yeah. 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 Right. Is there rocking soothing? Yeah. Maybe I like to do a little uh, flappity, flappity, the handsies, you know? Whew. Yeah. Oh, and I like, oh, to, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Flapping the hands around <laughs> and, uh, you know, with it, in a judgment free space. And um, I like someone to make me a drink mm. or buy me a drink. I like to drink, mm-hmm. I like to take a nap. Oh, there's so many things I like to do if I'm stressed or overwhelmed. <laughs> I like to hang out. I like to um, maybe get my dogs. I like to have my husband walk the dogs instead of me if I'm stressed and overwhelmed because we tend to run into a lot of people who want to talk to us and our dogs. And if I'm stressed and overwhelmed, I don't want any part of that. Mm. Yeah. So put them all together. Taking a bath, rocking in the bathtub, hand waving. <laughs> With a drink in our hands. <laughs> Very messy. Dogs present. While the husband, hubs is walking the dogs. Oh, there you go. So basically, <laughs> we're splashing in a bathtub. <laughs> Billy, we're, we're stewing in scotch or gin and tonic <laughs> or fizzy wine. Um, 
It's a good thing we're in the bath because we're going to get sticky from that. We can just wash, wash yeah. it right off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Splash, 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 splash. We're like rocking and we're causing it to make big waves that are splashing over the sides of the tub. Oh, and, and well, yeah. And like a bath bomb of some kind, of course. Ooh, have you had um, a nice weed bath bomb? No, no, that scares that 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 would stress me the fuck out. Oh, <laughs> just give me some nice lavender. It it had both. Oh well then. <laughs> well then. <laughs> All right, Corey. Thanks for you know, thanks for doing this uh, wrong side of the bed episode with me. Mm. Mm. As always, thanks for comfort watching with me and for your comforting friendship and. Uh, well, everyone we, else we've done yes. it we've done we've it done for it. one we, we've done a season Woo! and we never really well we never really t- well you know you know we never like had this thought of like let's see how one season goes or anything like that but no we were immediately like we're gonna do all the seasons yeah yeah and, but if we if we had ever had that conversation i'm i'm ready to continue oh yeah me too i'm glad that you're still on board yeah. and i hope you're still on board if you're listening because i want to thank you for listening uh, yeah. Uh, thanks listeners. Uh, you know, uh, if you want to, uh, we have a lot of different ways to listen. Um, the website is the seventh symbol.com. Um, and we, the podcast is also available on, uh, Apple, Spotify, Google play, and coming soon to other listening services as well. So we would love it if you'd give us five stars at your podcatcher of choice, but if you have something terrible to say, do this instead. It's sort of like that thing where you get a product from Amazon and they're like, oh, do you hate this? Call us, please. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, don't, don't tell Amazon don't that we're doing a bad job. <laughs> That's what we want to do. Um, our phone number is area code 425-610-6554. Our email address, verticalwateringhole at gmail.com nice yeah yeah leave, and, leave a uh, voicemail uh leave an email tell us what's yeah. up tell us how we've been wrong this whole season what we got yeah. wrong what we got right uh, ask us hey if you hate the show so much why the fuck are you doing a podcast about it feel free ask us again and again and again and again and i'll just say because i fucking want to um so. all right well i think that's it sarah that's it So see you next time, next week at the Vertical Watering Hole. Bye, everybody. Don't snort laugh.